0: Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff Mom Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works. Mm -hmm. Today, we're going to be talking about women and the impossible goal. And (laughs) Samantha and I love a a good title. Yes. So that's partly where this came from, and then it just trickled out into... (laughs) All the things. (laughs) It did. It did. Um, And I I will say, as I was typing in possible goal, the first thing that came up for like three pages was a goal scored by Roberto Carlos and people like dissecting how it happened. How it happened. So we're not talking about that.
1: And if we want to talk about goals like that, we're going to talk about women's soccer.
0: We are USA,
1: USA, yeah, ladies, get paid. Yes.
0: Yeah, that uh definitely topic for upcoming podcast. Um so when we're talking about the the impossible goal, I think a, as women, we have a tendency to set goals for ourselves that are in fact impossible. Mm-hmm. So we are setting ourselves up for failure and it reminds me of this song that I used to sing at karaoke. <laughs> Yes, it's no surprise to me that I am my own worst enemy. Everybody, sing along. Oh, it's stuck in your head. Oh now. wow, that lit song. Yeah, <sighs> I don't like you right now.
1: Well, I that's never... going to be in my
0: head. Well, you did it. A lot of people wrote in about that other song you sang in the routine episode. So that's on mean, you. What was that song? I don't want to word that again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Diane Warwick song. <laughs> don't move on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so my bad. Oh, uh, we're sabotaging ourselves essentially. And part of that is trying to get past unfair expectations society has on women. Um, This all-female cast movie better be good or we're never making another one again. Right. Um, Even though there's a lot of all-male cast movies that aren't very good and they get made all the time. And sequeled. And see Golden and Trilogy, and all Uh, of it It happens. And some of those expectations we've internalized and put on ourselves. Yeah, and I would say this
1: whole nonsense of having it all is also a way of setting us up for impossible goals and failures. Which, by the way, did you know it was actually based on a book by Helen Gurley Brown?
0: I feel like I did know this. Yeah, I think you knew this too.
1: 1982, she wrote, Having it all, love, success, sex, money, even when you start with nothing. And you know what, in 1982, I can understand this need for motivational pushing for women mm-hmm. at that point in time because at that era, we were still doing the housewife, being at home, whatever Or thing. entering the workforce. Or, right, and and still obviously seen as second class in the working world. Mm. And I say that very generically. However, now that seems almost like it's a curse <laughs> and this whole idea of if you're not at this point in life and at this goal, then what's wrong with you? Yeah, kind of concept, um, which again is sabotaging yourself in this whole impossible goal of you must. And, and by the way, it's also with this one set of you need to be perfect at sex, you need to be perfect at getting money, you need to be perfect at being a wife, you need to be perfect at being a partner, all those things. That's bullshit. But that's also one of those ways of, like, why is this set on women? And it is specifically geared towards those who identify as female.
0: Yeah, and it has huge implications. Think of, of all the women who previously haven't run for office or applied to leadership positions mm-hmm. um, and because they, they believe they aren't qualified, that they aren't good enough. Um, men in power legislating women's bodies being in these positions for women, those aren't impossible goals. Right. They aren't. But being perfect in those roles, right. that is an impossible I goal. I mean, c- uh,
1: Senator Kirsten Gillibrand actually talks about it as well, and, and rewarding it to being
0: doing it all. Which still seems kind of impossible, but hey, we can do it. And, and an important thing to say here is sometimes we tell ourselves a goal is impossible when it isn't, like in this case. Like, you can run for office. right? Um, but it's, it's the perfection part that makes it impossible in those roles. But also, a lot of things I looked up said, um, I, you get into this self help arena of don't, nothing's impossible. Some things are impossible. Right. But that I don't want to put any limits on anybody. Right. Like, ask yourself why you think something is impossible. Right. As well
1: as the fact that we have to remember your, your all is different from other people's all. Mm-hmm. So having it all, the impossible goal, is very, very different. And what we're talking about is that that standard of feeling like we might fail.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: then we um, go into an utter deep hole because we failed yeah. in some way, which is going to be inevitable. You're going to fail at something. And that doesn't have to be such a bad thing. It's not. It's a learning experience. You get up, you move on, and keep going. Mm-hmm.
0: I wish I could remember, because this was a very formative memory in my life. I wish I could remember this formative memory. I wish I could remember what book it was from. But I was reading this book when I was nine years old, and it had this line in there that said... The unfortunate truth for American children is that they're told all of their dreams are possible, but they aren't.
1: You read this as a nine-year-old? Yes. (laughs) And it was comparing,
0: like, the American dream to—and it's like, uh, in the U.K., kids aren't told that. I I just remember being devastated. (laughs) (laughs) oh, "Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. I can't. (laughs) The wool has been over my eyes this whole time. Foolish nine-year-old Annie. Um, (laughs) And I did want to add in here, too— There are some goals that I would say are near impossible um, that you're essentially setting yourself up for failure with these two or or that they're unhealthy to try to achieve. Like for me, the cool girl one is a good example because I tried to do that for so long and I I succeeded Mm -hmm. for a little bit Mm -hmm. and it wasn't healthy and just like that constant you you were like falling and always trying to catch yourself. Right.
1: The same thing for me with being like the perfect Christian girl.
0: Mm. When I was
1: very caught up in that in college and feeling like I was failing all the time and right. feeling depressed because I couldn't meet that standard of being the subservient. And not that all religions are like that. Not that all um, not everybody's practicing Christianity is like that, but in my specific sect, we're supposed to be the supporter and and you know, the encourager and the and the good person that, you know, sits back and supports at home type of thing. And obviously, I think if you've gotten a little taste of my personality, that is not who I am. Mm-hmm. Thank God. And so feeling like I was failing at that, watching other women who can do that and who are great at that and who love doing that, great. <laughs> it just wasn't me. Right.
0: Yeah, and that that's the comparison trap. Oof, right, no. <laughs> right. But let's, let's talk about self-sabotage here because that's, that's kind of what is going on or is part of this whole impossible goal thing. Um, self-sabotaging behavior is pretty much what it sounds like, any type of behavior that gets in the way of a goal that you've set up for yourself. Uh, and we can do it in pretty much any part of our life, relationships, at work. Some of the most common ways we self-sabotage, procrastination. Stress eating, self-medicating with drugs or alcohol, and or interpersonal conflict. And I self-medicate for sure. And then I stress eat because I've medicated away my judgment.
1: (laughs) So you do the 4 o'clock, 4 a.m. Chinese ordering?
0: Yes. That your neighbor steals from you? Yes. Yes. (laughs) And in fact, there's a joke around the office because people, I know which places will deliver to you at 4 a.m. and it's only three and they don't have the best menus. (laughs) And people make fun of me for eating from those places. Yeah, those are kind of shady places. Um, I think we can
1: all say we all have habits of Mm -hmm. self-sabotaging. I mean, we see our old habits that are obvious signs of our fears and insecurities and it's very quick. It's almost
0: our go-to reaction. Mm Mm-hmm. And typically, these behaviors are really small, but they add up. Sometimes they start small and they escalate. And you might catch yourself thinking, well, why do I do this to myself? Why do I keep putting myself in these situations? Why can't I learn? Things like that. Right. And that begs the question, why do we do these things? Why do we purposefully get in our own way? When you think about it, it doesn't on the surface make sense, but experts have some suggestions. A big one is self-worth. If you don't believe you are worthy of success, you might get in your own way. And this usually coincides with feelings of inadequacy uh, that push you to work harder, which is interesting because you're working harder, but also you don't think you're succeeding. Um, and when that hard work does result in some type of success, that's when the self-sabotage typically comes in. And we see this manifest in so many ways for women. We feel like we have to constantly prove ourselves, but that we never are enough, that we haven't earned success in some way. It was a fluke. It was right. because our boss thinks they're pretty. Imposter syndrome runs right, amok. Right. Yeah. And again, with the the impossible goal, if you have set yourself up for something that you can't get to. I feel like it's it makes sense to me why you would sabotage yourself Mm -hmm. then. Because then you are controlling the fact that you can't fail. And you can have an excuse about why you fail. Exactly. Um, And that is is another reason we'll come back to. But how does this work? How do we convince ourselves uh, we're a failure when we have all of these signs or not? People have asked me this like in person because they've heard the podcast and said, I cannot believe you think when you've clearly done this, this, and this. And I'm like, oh, I can tell you. It's cognitive dissonance. If we believe we are a failure to start with, if our self-worth is low, but we have accomplishments to show that we're not, our brain corrects that inconsistency by sabotaging ourselves, by giving ourselves proof. No, see, I failed here, see? So I am a failure. Um, And this comes back to those studies that have shown that girls who do worse in math because they internalize message that Girls are worse at math. Mm-hmm. So they they don't want to prove out the stereotype. So you sabotage yourself purposefully. You didn't try. Therefore, right. <laughs> you can't, it doesn't confirm the stereotype necessarily. And I did, I did the same thing. I uh, math was my favorite subject in school. And then I got to high school and it, it became just very like somebody outright told me, girls don't like math. Oh, wow. Boys don't want to date girls that don't like math. And, of course, at the time, that was my whole world. I Someone need... actually
1: said that to you? A teacher
0: said that to me.
1: <laughs> that's such an archaic idea. What?
0: Yep, yep. Teacher said that to me. Was it,
1: was it male or female? It was female. T- really? Yes, oh. yes. She
0: said, all the boys won't like it. You're going to mm. trend. They like being smarter. <laughs> but that's super weird. Oh, yeah. And I I dropped out of... It had a huge impact. I stopped taking calculus. It was my favorite subject. That's oh, that's heartbreaking. And 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 a dude did tell me because I was beating him, and he he picked on me and got his friends to pick on me. What a yeah. dick!
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's just that's just a plain out dick. He was not. Uh, yeah. Another big reason is control, control over failure. If the possibility of failure is too real, too scary, you might engineer it yourself. And yeah. That's a big motivator, or the like thereof. The fear of failure and rejection. I feel like that's one of my big things. I'm an all or nothing, so if I'm not the best at it, I'm not going to do it,
0: which is an absurd idea. I feel like a lot of my friends, my female friends in particular, I'd have to think about my male friends, but a lot of my female friends are too. That's interesting. Uh, Perceived fraudulence Mm -hmm. is another big one. It's very similar to imposter syndrome. The further up you climb in whatever ladder, (laughs) the farther you have to fall. So the more responsibility you have, the more people depending on you, the more people you have to let down if you fail. So the more people that think of you as successful, the more you call yourself successful, the more you might attract the attention of people who could call you a fraud, who in your mind will see through you, will see you for the failure you believe that you are So you feel like a fake, and you're worried the more attention you draw to yourself, the more people will realize that you are a fake, that you are a failure. So you sabotage yourself. If something makes you feel like a fake, you're less likely to do that thing and more likely to do anything else to distract yourself. Yeah, I'm feeling a little bit attacked right now. This is an intervention. Just
1: just saying, I just feel a bit attacked.
0: (laughs) So slow your row. (laughs) I think a lot of people can connect to this. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Um, Consistency and familiarity, if you're used to failing, if you're used to being abused, neglected, mistreated, you might put yourself in that position again. Because while it might not make you happy, consistency is comforting. The devil you know, as I say. Right,
1: and this goes in line with the generational abuse. Mm-hmm.
0: It's uh, this
1: whole idea um, that if it's normal, then it's better than what you don't know. So it becomes yeah. a cyclical thing. You've seen this in your family. You've seen this in your childhood. So this is what this is, correct? And you move on because it's more comforting, mm-hmm. oddly enough, to have something you know you know what's going to be the outcome.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and if you... I feel like if you've experienced a lot of failure and that can get you down. Right. Absolutely. Right. Then you just feel like, almost like not trying your hardest because right. that's...
1: That's a pessimistic view. That's my worldview a lot of the <laughs> times. I'm like, eh, well, if I expect less, mm-hmm. then I'll be pleasantly surprised if it's better oh, than that.
0: Sure. My saying in high school was expect the worst, hope for the best. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> and that has always been the thing for me. and
1: like, okay, I'm going to come in thinking it's going to be awful, and then when it's not, I'm going to be like, oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. That was a good day, mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is an awful habit, y'all.
0: Uh, self-sabotage is also a convenient scapegoat. So when things go wrong, you can blame your self-sabotaging behavior as opposed mm. to you yourself. Like, for instance, I failed because I'm a procrastinator. When inside, you might really be thinking, I failed because I'm not smart. So procrastinating is easier than admitting that. You don't want to—I mean, I've known people that have done it, but in a conversation, it's easier to be like, oh, I put that off to the last minute, so I didn't do a good job, right. as opposed to—I just feel like I'm not very smart. put it together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just had to put it together quickly. Yeah. Um, boredom. Sometimes we want some excitement. So what do we do? We stir up some trouble and oh. we sabotage ourselves.
1: <laughs> but right. yes, yeah, the whole drama idea, you need a little more excitement. So therefore, you cause a little fuss.
0: Yeah. And I feel like in that case, too, there's usually something you're avoiding that's scaring right. you.
1: But to be fair, there are definitely those males out there that to, like to just pick a fight for no damn reason.
0: Oh, sure. I think this is pretty equal opportunity yes, in my experience. Yes, yes. So the
1: drama queen is unnecessary title because anybody mm-hmm. could be a drama queen. I'm going to just put that as a title as a whole. Non-gendered.
0: Yeah, for sure. I, I feel like drama queen is very much another way of um, gaslighting, or it has been used that way. Yes. Ultimately, though, most self-sabotaging behavior stems from fear of failure, uh, trying your best and failing, um, not being enough even when you gave it, Everything you have. It's a protective behavior. Fear activates a stress response, which leads us to take actions to protect ourselves from being hurt. In this case, usually emotionally. Um, And you may have heard this called the paper tiger. The fact that we're not really having to deal with tigers anymore. But we have all these stressors at work and our body is interpreting them. Our brain is interpreting them. Like we used to interpret
1: tigers. How did we interpret tigers? Tigers.
0: Scary. They'll oh, oh, okay,
1: okay, okay. Making sure I'm on, I'm on the same track Beautiful here. Beautiful cat that I need to pet. Right. I kind of want to be like, can I just hug it, and then it mauls my face. Um, I guess that would be the tiger idea, huh? Because it mauls your face. Yep. Uh, yeah, and I think a lot of that also stems from just the fear of rejection in general. I know, and abandonment issues. Mm -hmm. For me, if I fail, that means someone doesn't like me Mm -hmm. in my mind or someone's not going to like me or someone's going to be disappointed with me or disapprove of me.
0: Yeah. And all
1: of those things mean I'm going to be rejected. And that's kind of that whole, as long as I'm great at it, I'll do it. If I'm not good at it, or if I don't know if I'm going to be good at it, I won't do it. Mm -hmm. It's such a weird concept. But I think there's a lot of people who have that basis, that, that it kind of just that clinginess of I need to be light, right? or being in a positive manner.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So if these are things that make me look bad, I'm not going to do it.
0: Yeah, and I do think for a lot of, of women or other um, marginalized people, you do feel that pressure to be like, I don't want to do a bad job. And they think all women do a bad right. job because women aren't common in this particular occupation or something like that so you do feel an increased pressure and an increased fear of failure and that might keep you from trying at all which is terrible
1: and then the whole competitive nature of if i do something i have to be better at this than this person and typically Mm -hmm. it's males like Mm -hmm. i have to be better at them to show that i'm actually because honestly you're not going to get recognition
0: unless that is the case Right, and you're probably judged more harshly. And that, that's another part of this whole impossible goal thing is we're competing against a system that's not necessarily set up for us exactly. to succeed. Exactly, exactly. Anyway, all right, we have some more for you, but first we're going to pause for a quick break for a word from our sponsor. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. And we're going to talk about relationships. (laughs) When it comes to relationships, this fear of failure often gets tied up with a fear of rejection like you were talking about, Samantha. And I feel this stuff all the time. If the person sees me for the real me, they will leave. I am not lovable. So we take this sabotaging behavior and incorporate it into our relationships because if we believe that stuff deep down... We don't want someone in our minds to prove it by leaving us. That hurts. (laughs) That hurts. It hurts anyway, but that really hurts. Um, And we don't want to have to face the emotional trying truth either way. Like either it is true, and that's awful, and it's not true, by the way, but you believe it to be true, so you feel it. Or it isn't true, and you have to face why you feel that way. Right. Either way is difficult. Mm. Um, self-sabotaging behavior in relationships can manifest by going all in too quickly and then retreating, having sex too early and feeling resentful about it, uh, making too many demands.
1: I mean, I think it also could be slut-shaming yourself. Mm. I think people have this whole issue of why did I do that? Oh, my God, I'm a slut. He's going to see me as a slut. I'm doing this, this, and this, and this. And and that's kind of self-sabotaging instead of just enjoying and embracing
0: whatever happened.
1: Right. It could be a beautiful moment. At the same time, yes. It could
0: be too quick. According to some psychologists, self-sabotaging behavior is one of the primary reasons most of us who don't want to be single are single. And three main beliefs are to blame. I'm better off single, I don't have time to date, or I'll probably just get cheated on. Dang,
1: that last one's real, real harsh. (laughs) It is.
0: It is. I have a friend who operates under that. Um, perhaps I'll make her listen to this episode. (laughs) So when it comes to professional
1: setting, we've outlined some ways that impossible goal of perfection keeps us from success. And oftentimes, even trying, like the imposter syndrome, some other ways women specifically self-sabotage themselves at work are thinking too small, allowing concern about failure to overwhelm us and prevent us from progressing, trying to do it all... Trying to do it all. Uh-huh. Putting limitations on ourselves. Like, like Captain, Captain... Marvel. <laughs> Captain Marvel. Yes. Not being truthful about our desires and comparing ourselves to other women or to our younger selves and bringing down other women, which is so sad and so ugly. Like in general, that could be said for all of that, not just in professionalism, but having to take down other women yes. for our own whatever.
0: That's true. You could really apply that to... Relation- I, yeah, relationships, yeah, Relationships, because
1: I, f- I feel like same way in relationships, when someone cheats, as we were talking about, yeah. they're quick to blame the women. I know, and I've become very much like, nope. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I remember in high school, we had that situation where two good friends of mine and this one dude, and the women got mad at each other, and I got pissed at the dude. I was like, this is all your fault, you mm-hmm. ass. Right. But that's the thing, is, it, it, it's so quick. Why is that the first concept, like the first like idea is it's her fault? we're so geared and we're so taught that we have to fight each other Mm -hmm. instead of being there to uh, uplift each other. It's Mm -hmm. absurd and celebrate one another because it's this whole idea that there can only be one.
0: (laughs) Is it like, what is that, Outlander? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Highlander.
1: (laughs) But you know what I mean? Like the whole idea is like there can't be more than one successful woman. That's too many. That's too many. That's too many.
0: Yeah, it's just another insidious way of Keeping us ah, from succeeding. Misogynistic
1: world. I hate mm-hmm. you.
0: And uh we wanted to touch briefly on self-destructive behavior. We talked a little bit about this in our trauma mini-series. And self-sabotaging behavior can verge on or become self-destructive. They're they're pretty similar. And there has been some recent science around why we do this, when in theory, we are hardwired evolutionarily to survive. So why would we be? Doing these destructive things. Um, a lot of this was this recent research was looking into things like global warming. Mm. Uh, some experts suggest that people who engage in self-destructive behavior might actually feel things more strongly than others. And this is all very new research, but interesting stuff, more research is needed. Um, and then this brings us to perfection. Serena Williams wrote an essay related to all of this that I love, and here's a quote from it. I want to make it clear that perfection is an impossible goal and should never be a true pursuit in life. While I think all women are superheroes, we are not superhuman, and we need each other's support. We need to give each other grace when we fall short. And when society sets unrealistic expectations on our workplaces— or our workplaces have antiquated rules, we must band together and fight for what's fair.
1: Did you read the new article from her? Um, So, Serena Williams was on Harbor Bazaar, and she addressed the issue with the controversy last year about the bad calls, essentially. And she talked about the fact that she felt so guilty that she needed to uh, text Naomi Osaka, her opponent, to apologize. And it was really, really nice to see this whole concept, even though I think she was absolutely right. I think it was a sexist call. All of those things. Um, however, she was like, "I did get really worried. It was in my head that I ruined this woman's moment, mm-hmm. who did a phenomenal job." And that's the one thing I wanted to make sure about. Anything, I felt guilty, and that's the one thing I regret. This is all paraphrasing, obviously. That this was taken away from her, her victory, and she's just in a response, and and Osaka's re- response was fantastic when she was like, "Yeah." Keep trailblazing. Keep keep going. You, this needs to be said. A lot of these things are. You're right. This is a sexist industry, essentially. So I do love that and that her own talk about imperfection. When we see her as an iconic goal, for many many athletes, see her as the iconic goal. She's like, this is where I failed, and this is where I can call out my own mistakes. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, that's that's
0: beautiful. A beautiful thing. Love women. Love each other. <laughs> yeah. Something else, Amy Poehler. Something else, Amy Poehler said. What? Yes. (laughs) Um, She has a lot of quotes about this. One of my favorites is What else are we going to do? Say no, say no to an opportunity that may be slightly out of our comfort zone. Quiet our voice because we are worried it is not perfect. I believe great people do things before they are ready.
1: Mm. Amy Poehler. Amy Poehler. I want to be her friend. Me too. I just want her to come tell me inspirational things like that.
0: I How just, much money old, do you have? I wonder if we can put this in the budget.
1: Fifty bucks? Ooh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, get what no. you're worth, too, you know, so uh, probably uh, no. <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, that is, that is a good question as we go back and forth is why, why do we need to be perfect? Where did this come from? Who, who said it has to be all or nothing? Like, why do we have to have these standards?
0: yeah and I think there there's a lot i mean, probably obviously a lot going on with with why we think we have to be all or nothing as women. and I think a lot of it is the that just like insecurity we're constantly like right. built from fed and then we build right. and internalize, and we feel like we have to be this good.
1: I mean, it's constant thing of when you succeed in one thing, the next question is, what about the next thing? Yeah. Kind of like the whole marriage idea, when you're dating someone for a long time, when you're getting engaged. When you're engaged, when you're getting married. When mm-hmm. you're married, when you're going to have kids. Like, it's just this whole weird, like, one thing is not good enough to be celebrated. Mm-hmm. You have to look at the
0: next step. hmm <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. That brought back a memory. I haven't thought in a while. <laughs> Ruh-roh. Uh, I used to teach this class on dating in uh, China. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And um, they there the kids, they were asking, they were like high school kids, and they were asking me, so what happens after the first date? And I was like, usually the second date. And they kind of just kept asking and asking. And I was like, <laughs> well, eventually I uh, get married. And they all gasped like, <gasps> and I still don't know why. <laughs> I still don't know why. That was a shocking ending for them? I think they were interpreting it as like, and they, they can speak pretty pretty good English, but I think it was just, They didn't understand that I was—there was a time jump in there. It's not that soon, but eventually
1: you get married. Day five, we're married. You know what? Sometimes people do. Sometimes they don't. Go for it. Either way.
0: Yes. Anyway, if any of those students happen to be listening, I'd love to hear from you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We do have a little bit more for you listeners, but first we have one more quick break for word from our sponsor. Thank you, sponsor. So we have some advice if you if you catch yourself engaging in self-sabotaging behavior, which, like we've mentioned, probably everyone does. Right. Um, there are a couple things that you can do, and one, the big one is noticing them. First right. step. Right. <laughs> First step. Take note of any of those things that you're doing, any self-judgments, and try to stop and think where are they coming from, and then redefine how you view success. Yes. Um put a focus on the effort part as opposed to the outcome. That's not to say throw the outcome out the window, but like, you know, it's the journey and <laughs> not the destination. At least think about that.
1: I love part. that when you said journey, you literally did a hand-up. It's the Yeah. It's the you journey. have to do that motion when yes. you say journey.
0: Every listener knows and they're doing and then it too. They're like they do a want wave <laughs> yeah. up to the sky. Exactly. A flowy wave. Um change the way you view failure. As a learning experience, um, 200 ways not to make a light bulb, for example, or um, I know when I, I do acting and when I have to do an audition and I don't get it, I see it as an opportunity to, like, practice and mm-hmm. to play the character the way I would play it and hopefully do a really good job. And people are like, you know what, not this time, but maybe next time. Mm-hmm. Um or, or a pop culture example, thank you, next, from Ariana Grande. Oh, she yeah. learned all these things from exes next. and then moved on. Um, work on your self-worth and where your self-worth comes from. Don't depend on other people for your self-worth. Um, making others happy or feel loved, sure, but not the value that they are assigning you. Um, be kind toward yourself Aww. and recognize emotions for what they are and where they come from.
1: Right, you just may have had too much caffeine that day. <laughs>
0: yeah, and we all have bad days. We all exactly. have bad days.
1: Exactly. Except compliments and constructive criticisms from trusted sources.
0: Yes. You know, and I
1: think that's good both with like therapy as well as good friends. Yeah. Have a good crowd. That's what I've thought about having who I go to. Mm -hmm. I was having a really crappy weekend, and so one of my ways of trying to get myself out of a funk is being around people I know that I can trust and be down with, but they're going to uplift me. Yeah, You know, that's always a good thing. Mm -hmm. Identify some impossible goals in your life. Oh, and here are some common ones. Yes. <laughs> Pleasing everyone. Not going to happen. No. That's, I'm, learn- I'm learning that very quickly with this podcast. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> Podcasting is a great way to to learn that.
1: To build that hard shell and be like, oh, okay, you don't have to like me. That's fine. Moving on. Mm-hmm. Being in love all the time. <laughs> that new exciting part of love, not gonna happen. I, I laugh. The I evil laugh. Wow. I'm sorry. <laughs> I laugh because that's so true. Like everything it's such a whole idea of love is an action. And it may not be every day you feel a certain way. Shoot, I don't like a lot of people every day, but I may love them.
0: Yeah, and I think too, just I I know some friends who have been in marriages for for a couple years and then you 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 lose the spark, as they right. say, and that's not to say you won't get it back. But it's just right. y- you know, it's not going to be that like super exactly. exciting. We just met, and oh my gosh, I want to learn everything, everything about you. And spend right. every second with you. It's but, not going to be that all the time. And a
1: part of marriage and compromise is to get past those points, yeah, to work back up, yeah, renew that spark,
0: yeah. And Ooh. then it it's kind of a you know hit or miss. <laughs> I was going to say ebb and flow. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> but I guess, I guess it could be hit or miss, especially if you made that face. In I'm them. sorry.
1: Yes, I'm a little jaded today. Um, never needing help. That's not a true statement. No. It's okay to ask for help, and as in fact, that is a showing of strength. Yeah. Knowing your limits. Knowing your limits is a good thing because yes. it is impossible to do everything without anyone's help. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and then always being able to do what we could do when we were younger. Yeah. I feel like this is a slap in my face. <laughs> what? Because no. I feel like my body is slowly like just giving up. This race told me a lot. I want you to know that. This this whole 10K that we just completed yeah. told me a lot about my body. Like, no. Just No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you also hadn't read it in a
1: while. So. That's true. But the paints are different now. I'm like, this hurts now, this hurts now, this hurts now. This did not hurt before.
0: <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Mm-hmm. And then another thing I would add is um, learning the difference between something that is extremely difficult and something that is impossible there are some things humans have told themselves that are impossible but turned out not to be, like, four-minute mile, I would say, probably going to space, um, which is not possible for everyone. But if everyone told themselves it was impossible, no one would have pulled it off. Again, also with a healthy dose of, is this a healthy thing I'm doing? Right, improving? right. Because I feel like if I, uh, again, the the cool girl, that wasn't healthy. right. So examine those kinds of things. Um, And I I did read some things that said, you know, ask yourself why you think something is impossible, and if it is, find a more realistic goal. If it isn't, don't let fear hold you back.
1: Have people to go with you.
0: Yeah. Um, So that brings us to the end of this episode, and we would love to hear from you listeners uh, how you deal with with these impossible goals or don't deal with them or self-sabotaging behaviors. Um, and you can email us at stuffmedia momstuff at iheartmedia.com or you can find us on Twitter at momstuff podcast or on Instagram at stuff i never told you. Thanks as always to our super producer, Andrew Howard. Thanks to you for listening! Yay! Stuff i am Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.